This is Peter Rosenberger, and one of the reasons I wrote my new book, A Minute for Caregivers, is because I remember the sinking, despairing feeling of struggling as a caregiver. No one knew what to say to me. I didn't understand, and others didn't understand me. For decades, I foraged along and tried to find my path through this medical nightmare that Gracie and I have endured for nearly 40 years. And I've learned to speak the language of caregivers. I speak fluent caregiver. No pastor, no counselor, no medical provider, no friend should ever throw their hands up and say, I don't know what to say to that caregiver. Because I do. Give them a copy of this book. It's called A Minute for Caregivers When Every Day Feels Like Monday. They're easy to read, one-minute chapters that speak directly to the heart of a caregiver, and you can get them wherever books are sold. A Minute for Caregivers When Every Day feels like Monday. Friends don't let friends caregive alone. Hey, this is Larry the Cable Guy, and you are listening to Hope for the Caregivers with Peter Rosenberg. And if you're not listening to it, you're a communist. Get her done. Welcome to Hope for the Caregiver. I am Peter Rosenberger. This is the nation's number one show for you as a family caregiver. I'm bringing you 35 years of experience to help you stay strong and healthy as you take care of someone who is not. How is the caregiver doing? What's going on with the caregiver? What are ways to help caregivers stay healthy? What are things to do to help you stay safe? And it all starts with if your head space and heart space is in a good place, guess what? The rest of you's got a pretty good shot at it. Speaking of... Uh, a pretty good shot at it. Let me introduce my co-host, longtime producer of the show, and a general all-around good guy. He's the Baron of the Board. He's the salt of the sound. You know him, you love him. He's like school before COVID, all class. He's John Butler, the Count of Mighty Disco, everyone. I feel good. I feel good. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hi, right, John. <laughs> it was either that or school. Papa's got a brand new bag. I don't know. He's he's like school before COVID, all class. Uh, all welcome, class. John. Oh yeah. Well, how are you What's doing you, today, Peter? I'm doing well. Uh, been been very busy. Got a lot of things going on, but I wanted to uh, jump right into some things that we got for today. I, you know, John, okay. you and I. First off, we love gadgets, and uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, we love tech, and we love anything that is going to help streamline the process of safety and health and everything else for family caregivers. And I found these guys. Uh, actually, an ad popped up on my Facebook feed. Oh, and, they were listening I, to you. I know. They were. And uh, I, I, went, I was just, <laughs> just minding my own business, and this ad comes up, and, and it was called Fire Avert. And okay. I thought, well, that just really sounds interesting. And I so I went and looked at some more, and I looked through their stuff. And and let me tell you let me tell you a little bit about this. Saving lives and property okay. is what Fire Avert is about. And a firefighter, his name is Peter Thorpe, created a home fire prevention product that stops kitchen fires after years of him going to uh, fires at homes caused by unattended cooking. I mean, this is what he was going to. every four point right. five minutes. In fact, U.S. firefighters are called to homes to put out kitchen fires, and these things could have been prevented if they'd had this device firevert and this guy came up with this and and so i I reached out to the more i got to know it i thought this is just too cool so i want to have these guys on because i'm seeing so many of these things and john i won't say this in public 
but I have had this problem myself of unintended things on a, on a stove. Well, let's just keep that between you and me, John. Sure, but I've sure, had absolutely. this problem uh, because I get distracted or something, and, you know, I'm doing something, all of a sudden the house right. is filled with smoke and, you know, crap. Yeah, you know, and, and you're, you're, Gracie's you're fussing at me, the dog's barking, you know. I mean, it's just, you know, I'm like, this is ridiculous. And, 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 and the life of a caregiver is kind of crazy, and so is – you know, the worry that we have over loved ones that may be having some visual issues or dementia or whatever. And I thought sure. we got to have these things on. So I reached out and uh, and I talked with Mark Preston for a long time. And then here's Peter Thorpe, the guy that founded this thing. And they're both on the phone with us. And uh, Mark, forgive me. What is your title there? You're you're the director of All Things Knowing <laughs> no, I, I work on the business development. I help with finance and, and overall just uh, help Peter with the operations of the company. Well, I'm glad to have you both here. Peter, I am so thrilled that you're here, that you took time for this. This is um, uh, it's an intriguing and wonderful thing. Necessity is the mother of invention. And, Dern, if you didn't do it, take us a, into your story just a little bit of, of how this came about. Absolutely. First, thank you for having us on the show. You, you have a great show here. We love being a part of these, so thank you. Um, so, yeah, I'd love you running through this, the story. My, my background, I've been, as you mentioned, I've been a career firefighter for over 15 years. I run on a truck company. I'm also a paramedic on the ambulance there. Early on in the career, when I started being a firefighter, I realized that every shift that I had, we'd go on a kitchen fire. Whether it was just kind of smoke from a stove or a full-blown kitchen fire, that was just something I could bank on, that every shift was going to be a kitchen fire. So about four years in of doing this, we were in an apartment complex, and same thing, someone left some beans cooking. They got distracted. They left their home. We get there. The apartment's full of smoke. We mask up. We have our tools there. Pop the door open. We're crawling under the smoke. The smoke alarm's blaring in the background, and it's just beans on the stove. And the kind of, I was driving the fire truck back home that day, and it kind of hit me. I realized, you know, if only that smoke alarm that was beeping could turn that stove off, or that smoke on that stove could communicate and work together, we never would have been called. And it was just kind of like a lightning bolt. This is light bulb. I, and I tell you, Pete, I couldn't even sleep that night. I kept thinking of all the different fire calls I'd been on in my career up to that point. If only the stove had turned itself off, automatically turned off, it would have saved just thousands and thousands of property damage for different homeowners so that was kind of how the idea came about and then i was a fireman you know I, i'm not a entrepreneur so i kind of got a team built to get asked other people how do i do this and we raised a little bit of money got a team together and a short 18 months later we had our first product and then you guys you guys took this thing to shark tank i mean and <laughs> that is that is a that is no small thing Talk about that a little bit. How, was that was that a little nerve-wracking for you? Talk about that. You know, not as nerve-wracking being, being on your show. This is, this is stressful. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, we, it's not so, the first time we've heard that. <laughs> Shark Tank was fun. That, that was a good experience. And, you know, they came – so the casting people, they came to our, our neighborhood. They were right down here in Provo, Utah, and it was, it was an open call. And one of my mentors, he said, hey, Pete, you should go down there and just pitch it. And I, and I was like, nah, you know, we're, we're too new. We're not, we're not a big enough company. I woke up and said, what the heck? I'm going to go down there and do it. 
And if, if no one's done this before, this is how it happened is they give you 60 seconds to pitch your product to, um, to, to one of their judges there. At the same time you're pitching, there's two other people pitching on each side of you, their, their product. And you have 60 seconds. So you got to block out these other people that are five feet away and you just get 60 seconds and they say, great, thanks. Um, we'll contact you in a month if we're interested. Well, they called me the next day and said, hey, we loved it. Uh, we want to do another interview. And then over the next month, there was probably like six different interviews. And then the next week, they flew, flew us down to L.A. And we, we filmed it. And then we did on the show, we did a, we did a deal. Um, we got very fortunate and lucky did a, a deal with Lori Grenier on the show. And Shark Tank was awesome. That was just a catalyst that the company needed. Kind of what I always say, kind of pushed our company about four years ahead of where it should have been. Just so much publicity, so much growth, so many good people reached out to us. So it was a lot of fun going on Shark Tank. Well, so by the time you got there, you had already drilled down into what your core message was. You know, you, you had your pitch down cold. It wasn't like you just showed up at Shark Tank one day and had to do it. You, you really had some prep work stages i guess is that is that a fair statement statement yeah so they assign a producer to you or actually i think we had like two or three producers but they work with you for over the next almost a month and they they kind of perfect your opening spill your opening pitch to the sharks and you you work with them on that and then it's really what's cool about shark tank there is no retakes it's not like hey stop say that again um you go out there on the stage and that's the first time you see the sharks and they just you start negotiating and you're on stage for about an hour negotiating going back and forth and then they the producers there kind of take the best eight minutes and that's what mm. we get on tv well it sounds like that they they really wanted to set you up for success as best as they possibly could yeah and, it, and that's what it does and so um just going on there and you know our message for for them was hey fiber fiber prevents fires that's what it does but it, it does more than that like fiber is perfect for our multifamily um cu customers it's perfect for our senior housing customers it's good for just our everyday homes but it's also good for our caregivers and people out there that are caring for someone else and we got to share our message how fiber just doesn't prevent fires but it provides peace of mind it allows people to have a better quality of life because it's always there 24-7 protecting just not the home but the individual. And so they, they said the Shark Tank is a great platform to share your message to the world. Well, it's, it sounds like it. And, Mark, you and I talked about this, and, and I, as I mentioned, you know, my mother has visual impairments, and uh, I have a father that has Parkinson's, and they live together, and, and do they do fine. I mean, we watch it, but, you know, with mom – not being able to see as well, this has been a concern, you know, our buttons getting turned off properly. And, and so we started seeing that you and I talked about the real time applications of that. Talk a little bit more about that and what this does as you see the, the continuing applications of this wonderful product. Yeah, thank you. Uh, we initially launched with the electric stove uh, fire avert, which, as Peter mentions, is actively listening for smoke alarms that can be up to 60 feet away. These particular mm. devices are very, very easy to install. There's no tools required for the electrical install. It just fits comfortably easily right behind the stove. 
and once it's synced, which is just a push of a button syncing, um, this is this is a lifetime product. It's powered, so there's no need to change the batteries. And this particular microphone is actively listening all the time. And so when a smoke alarm does activate, whether it be, as Peter mentioned, maybe beans on the stove or someone walks away, maybe sits down and falls asleep. I mean, we understand, as you've mentioned on your show, the fog, the fear, and you, these things in weight of caregiving, uh, they do wear on you. And you may put some things, you know, on the stove and forget about it as you sit down, and then you're just overwhelmed with exhaustion. Well, the Firebird never sleeps. And we're actively listening. When it hears it, it does then wait 30 seconds to give you a chance to respond and potentially fan out the smoke and turn off your smoke alarm. But if not, it then actively shuts off your stove immediately, and now the source of the heat is gone. And so whether they just simply forgot, maybe they left the home and walked away, uh, whatever distraction it may be, Firebird's on guard to protect those unattended kitchen fires. Uh, we built devices for gas stoves as well. Um, they do require a, a wrench to install, um, as you may imagine, but it's really just that. They're very simple. We've also deployed the technology for microwaves and toasters that you can plug a 110-volt um, device into, uh, maybe a space heater. Anything that you potentially could forget about and it may tip over or a blanket gets dropped on them, uh, Firebird is there on guard to protect that, uh, the home and family from these dangerous fires that occur. But what I'm catching is that it's a it's a device that goes between the uh, whatever it happens to be. If it's a stove or a, uh, a, a you know, if it's a two two twenty or a one ten, it doesn't really matter what it is mm -hmm. on the other side of that. Um, That's but, right. Uh, I'm guessing you key it to you have to like uh, uh, like hit the test button on the the uh, uh, the smoke alarm that you happen to have, and then the button on the device, or like how does that work out? And then it's just an interrupt, you know, if it, if it senses this, yeah. this, this particular sound. So when, so when you first get your Firebird, you'll plug the Firebird in. Once you plug it in for the first time, you go and push the test button on your smoke alarm for about mm -hmm. 15 seconds. Once the Firebird hears your particular smoke alarm, it's paired up or trained to, to listen to your particular smoke alarm. And Firebird works with all smoke alarms on the market. And then, so the next time that you leave your stove on or the space heater or toaster, and that smoke alarm is starting to beat from a little bit of smoke, Firebird will hear it, kill the heat source to that appliance, and prevent it turning into a, a fire. So Firebird is a prevention device. We turn off the heat source before there's a fire. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so yeah, as soon as there's smoke, uh, the power is cut to this. So That's right. There's no, there's no extra step. I mean, there, there may be a fire going on, but that, doesn't, that just means that you're not adding more to that. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. and, and that's a great question there, John, is, is one thing that people need to realize is that smoke precedes fire. And so stuff oh, yeah. doesn't go just from nothing to fire. It smokes and smokes, especially stuff in the stove. It'll smoke and smoke. Even greases and oil, they smoke and smoke. And so if we can get rid of that heat source, if we can turn off the stove while it's in that smoking stage, it never gets to a fire. And so yeah, a little bit yeah. of smoke is always easier to clean up than fire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Well, Speaking we're talking with Peter cleaned his cast iron pan a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking with Peter Thorpe and Mark Preston of Firevert, and this is just a fascinating invention by a fireman who saw a need and said, "You know what? I'm tired of being called to these houses with all this kind of stuff going on of something that can be avoided. We as caregivers get this. We know this, and I love what you said there. Firevert never sleeps." 
so that we can as caregivers. This is Peter Rosenberger. We'll be right back. Peter Rosenberger, he's not a preacher, but he's got great hair. Hey, this is Peter Rosenberg, and in my three and a half decades as a caregiver, I have spent my share of nights in a hospital, sleeping in waiting rooms, on fold-out cots, chairs, even the floor, sometimes on sofas and a few times in the doghouse, but let's don't talk about that. As caregivers, we have to sleep at uncomfortable places, but we don't have to be miserable. We use pillows from MyPillow.com. These things are great. They have a patented interlocking feel that adjusts to your individual sleep needs. And for caregivers trying to sleep in all the different places we have to sleep, believe me, our needs whew, get ramped up significantly. Think about how clean your pillows are. In the COVID world, we're all fanatical about clean. Can you wash your pillows? With my pillows from MyPillow.com, we throw them in the washer and dryer. We do it all the time. 10-year warranty, guaranteed not to go flat. 60-day money-back guarantee. Made in the USA. As a caregiver, you need rest. So start by going to MyPillow.com. Type in the promo code CAREGIVER. You get 50% off the four-pack, which includes two premium pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. You'll also receive a discount on anything else on the website when using your promo code CAREGIVER. That's MyPillow.com, promo code CAREGIVER. Have you ever struggled to trust God when lousy things happen to you? I'm Gracie Rosenberger, and in 1983, I experienced a horrific car accident, leading to 80 surgeries and both legs amputated. I questioned why God allowed something so brutal to happen to me. But over time, my questions changed, and I discovered courage to trust God. That understanding, along with an appreciation for quality prosthetic limbs, led me to establish Standing with Hope. For more than a dozen years, we've been working with the government of Ghana and West Africa, equipping and training local workers to build and maintain quality prosthetic limbs for their own people. On a regular basis, we purchase and ship equipment and supplies, and with the help of inmates in a Tennessee prison, we also recycle parts from donated limbs. All of this is to point others to Christ, the source of my hope and strength. Please visit StandingWithHope.com to learn more and participate in lifting others up. That's StandingWithHope.com. I'm Gracie, and I am Standing With Hope. Welcome back to Hope for the Caregiver. This is Peter Rosenberger. That is my wife, Gracie, from her CD, Resilient. You can go out and get a copy of that at hopeforthecaregiver.com. Just click on the uh, CD cover right there. She is indeed resilient. And Peter, I, I'm on the phone here with Peter Thorpe and Mark Preston of Firevert. Peter, I got to tell you, I have a very tender place in my heart for paramedics. Uh, Gracie has a, quite a few of them in her family, but there were a lot of them that stopped and, and saved the life of my wife. Uh, while she was bleeding out on the side of the road. She was a 17-year-old girl when she had this wreck. And um, your brothers and sisters in the paramedic world and all came to her aid. And uh, uh, so I, I would be amiss uh, if, if I didn't bring this up and, and say thank you for all the lives that you have touched and, um, and what you do. I, it means more than you could possibly know. Um, and, and so thank you. Cause these guys, her car caught on fire and, um, and she was, she was trapped. I mean, it was, it's a long story and it's a big story, but it's, uh, this is something just when I, when I talk to guys who are in your industry, who have 
for whatever reason, felt the need to put your life on the line in situations like that for strangers and to help people who cannot help themselves. Uh, it, it is it's a deeply moving thing for me. So thank you for that. And thank you for what you've done for this invention. Yeah. I, you know, you don't know the lives, uh, you don't know the pain that you save um, people from. You know, you never know the pain you're saved from. You only know the pain you live with. And, and you're preventing heartache beyond what people can really imagine. And because you've seen that heartache, haven't you? We have. First, thank you for those words. That's, that's very kind of you to say that. And those, those, kind of what you shared there at the beginning, that, that's our payday. That's what kind of really, that's, you know, hearing that is, is great. So thank you. And, um, yeah, with, with Firevert, seeing the pain there, kind of what we started as this company's grown, and, and we've, we're, we're protecting over 200,000 households across North America now. And, and something that we hear a lot of is that for some of these people that maybe are aging in place or disabled, whatever their situation is, um, a lot of times family members go and unplug their stove because they're so, they're so worried about them cooking or leaving the stove on. And for good reason, they're worried. And that, what we've learned, is just breaks the person's heart. Or we, we've heard horrible stories where they unplug the, the stove and they're not allowed to cook. Part of their freedom and quality of life has been taken away. And Firevert, what we found out, is giving them that better quality of life that allows them to cook and, and the caregiver to feel safe and knowing, hey, if they do fall asleep or they do forget about it, Firevert can shut off that stove. So Firevert is just the stories and testimonials we get from people about, hey, my mom is cooking again or – we had a really fun story about um, a mom that has autistic kids, and her mm. kids love to start cooking. And she was down at a neighbor's home. She ran out, and her son starts to cook, burns some food, smoke alarm goes off, you know, starts smoking. Instead of her kids exiting the home because they're autistic, they went and hid under the bed because they were scared. And mom comes home. She sees and can smell smoke. She knows the stove's been turned off. She's grateful for that, but she finds her kids hiding under the bed. And as a firefighter, that's the last thing they want kids to do is to hide in a home. They want them to exit. So firebird is great just for any scenario you can imagine for for anybody. Mm. But the, those testimonies have been really that, – that's a payday yeah, for us. Yeah. yeah, no kidding, man. You've, that, that has got to mean something to not only you but to, to everybody associated with this company. Uh, it, it's one thing to come up with a cool gadget and cool product. It's another thing that has the kind of application that one that has the kind of application that you guys do. Um, you, um, you guys are expanding this into other products as well. I, I, space heaters, that kind of stuff as well. From what I understand, am, am I correct on that? Yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah. you are. Ab- absolutely. Let's say for microwaves, we found so many people, especially maybe in the seniors or just even kids are cooking in microwaves. How many of our kids have put, you know, a fork in the, or left a tinfoil on the microwave or whatever it is, or went, went to, went, meant to put 60 seconds in but put 60 minutes instead and just with these yeah. microwaves. And so over the last couple of years, we've got us from microwaves now, which has been a huge help and success for people. It's, it's been a lot of fun. As, uh, espresso makers. I've left that one on plenty of times, John. Really? I was I was going to say, well, we get the we get the the dreaded burn warning from the instant pot a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Get that. Well, well, one, go ahead, one John. Thing, uh, a bit of unsolicited, because uh, I I my brain goes in weird directions. Have uh, you thought of putting this in as like a built-in outlet, as uh, for like like new home construction or something like that? 
Absolutely. So that's we we are actively developing that right now. It's probably another two years out with the time we get all our certifications. But sure. we see Fiverr being as common as the household smoke alarm. So Fiverr okay, is, is, is being developed. Yeah, it'll be the outlet in the wall one day. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was thinking about this like kind of as a, uh, you know, we have breakers and fuses for a reason. Mm -hmm. The the very same reason that you you have right now. And why not have that just, you know, built into almost everywhere? See, John (laughs) is an idea man. John's a solution guy. John, John, this is all he does is just sit around and think of brilliant thought. He's like Billy Blazowski from Night Shift. He just yeah. thinks of brilliant things all the time. And never follow through. Yeah. <laughs> but, but these are, well, you know, John, but these are great because, I mean, we think of things like power strips that protect against surging to protect the electronics. But when in reality, what we should be protected against is our loved ones. Yeah, and yeah, and exactly. so, we, as yeah. you mentioned, an interrupter. I mean, we could see this, as Peter said, being installed uh, not just for stoves, but eventually as, as a smart plug throughout the house that, that is actively listening, that whenever there, there is smoke, if there's current going through that particular outlet, to shut it off. And that yeah. would enable or prevent that heat source from potentially continuing to, to you know, start a fire. Yeah, and and you have well, smoke detectors that are that are integrated into the you know the house's wiring that could you know yeah, potentially no, be used yeah. for that all kinds of stuff. So this is it's, a really fertile area, is what I'm, I'm just complimenting yeah, you. Guys no on. kidding, man. Gosh. Um, well, listen, we're we're down to the bottom of the hour here, and ninety two percent of people say they want to age in their own home, and that's not going to happen unless we can keep them safe. And this is a big part of it. And uh, Peter and 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 Mark, I want to thank you. When people want to get this, where do they go? To firevert.com? Absolutely. Um, If I could just add that what we just read today, you just just underscored that the National Fire Protection Agency reports that at age 65, people are twice as likely to be killed or injured in fires compared to the population at large. It gets even higher, sadly, like three times when they're over 80. And if you or your aging loved one needs one of these or someone in your uh, that you're caring for, you feel that you want to increase that peace of mind, go to firevert.com, uh, select the product that you want, whether it be an electric or gas or a microwave. Um, you're welcome to enter the, the coupon code on checkout, caregiver. And uh, currently we're running the lowest price we've ever run at Firevert. Uh, they're listed at $99 for the electrical device, but caregivers get uh, an additional 5% off today um, or when you hear this. And so we encourage you to go to fireavert.com and enter the keyword caregiver. That is very gracious of you guys, and I'm, I'm just thrilled. We're going to have you back on. Uh, any updates that you have, please let us know because this is a huge part of, of our message is to help keep people stay safe and help keep caregivers uh, with a better peace of mind. Peter Thorpe, Mark Preston from Firevert. Firevert.com is the place to go. Let's let's go ahead and jump on this now, folks. Don't wait. These are very affordable items here. And what is your peace of mind worth? What is your safety worth? It's time to act today. Thanks so much, guys, for being on the show. This is John Butler, and I produce Hope for the Caregiver with Peter Rosenberger. Some of you know the remarkable story of Peter's wife, Gracie. And recently, Peter talked to Gracie about all the wonderful things that have emerged from her difficult journey. Take a listen. Gracie, when you envisioned doing a prosthetic limb outreach, did you ever think that inmates would help you do that? Not in a million years. When you go to the facility run by Civic and you see the 
faces of these inmates that are working on prosthetic limbs that you have helped collect from all over the country that you put out the plea for, and they're disassembling. You see all these legs, like what you have, your own prosthetic and legs. And arms, too. And, and arms. Every, everything. When you see it. all this, what does that do to you? Makes me cry because I see the smiles on their faces, and I know I know what it is to be locked someplace where you can't get out without somebody else allowing you to get out. Of course, being in the hospital so much and so long. And so um, th- these men are so glad that they get to be doing, um, as, as one band said, something good finally with my hands. Did you know before you became an amputee that parts of prosthetic limbs could be recycled? No, I had no idea. You know, I thought of peg leg. I thought of wooden legs. I never thought of titanium and carbon legs and flex feet and sea legs and all that. I never thought about that. As you watch these inmates participate in something like this, knowing that they're they're helping other people now walk, they're providing the means for these supplies to get over there, what does that do to you just on a heart level? I wish I could explain to the world what I see in there. And I wish that I could be able to go and say, the, this guy right here, he needs to go to Africa with us. I, I never not feel that way. I, every time, you know, you always make me have to leave. I don't want to leave them. I, I feel like I'm at home with them. And I feel like that we have a common bond that I would have never expected that only God could put together. Now that you've had an experience with it, what do you think of the faith-based programs that Core Civic offers? I think they're just absolutely awesome. And I think every prison out there should have faith-based programs like this because the return rate of the men that are involved in this particular faith-based program and the other ones like it, but I know about this one, are is just an amazingly low rate compared to those who don't have them. And I think that that says so much. That doesn't have anything to do with me. It just has something to do with God using somebody broken to help other broken people. If people want to donate a used prosthetic limbs, whether from a loved one who passed away or, you know, somebody who outgrew them, you've donated some of your own for them to do. How do, how do they do that? Where do oh, they find it? Please go to standingwithhope.com slash recycle. Standingwithhope.com slash recycle. Thanks, Gracie. You've heard me talk about Standing With Hope over the years. This is the prosthetic limb ministry that Gracie envisioned after losing both of her legs. Part of that outreach is our prosthetic limb recycling program. Did you know that prosthetic limbs can be recycled? No kidding. There is a correctional facility in Arizona that helps us recycle prosthetic limbs. And this facility is run by a group out of Nashville called Core Civic. And we met them over 11 years ago. And they stepped in to help us with this recycling program of taking prostheses and you disassemble them. You take the knee, the foot, the pylon, the tube clamps, the adapters, the screws, the liners, the prosthetic socks, all these things we can reuse and inmates help us do it. Before CoreCivic came along, I was sitting on the floor at our house or out in the garage 
in when we lived in Nashville, and I had tools everywhere, limbs everywhere, and feet boxes of them and so forth. And I was doing all this myself, and I'd make the kids help me. And it got to be too much for me. And so I was very grateful that Core Civic stepped up and said, look, we are always looking for faith-based programs that are interesting and that give inmates a sense of satisfaction. And we'd love to be a part of this. And that's what they're doing. And you can see more about that at standingwithhope.com slash recycle. So please help us get the word out that we do recycle prosthetic limbs. We do arms as well, but the majority of amputations are, are lower limb. And that's where the focus of Standing With Hope is. And that's where Gracie's life is with her lower limb prostheses. And she's used some of her own limbs in this outreach uh, that she's recycled. I mean, she's been an amputee for over 30 years. So you go through a lot of legs and parts and other types of materials, and you can reuse prosthetic socks and liners if they're in good shape. All of this helps give the gift that keeps on walking, and it goes to this prison in Arizona where uh, it's such an extraordinary ministry. Think about that. Inmates volunteering for this. They want to do it, and they've had uh, amazing times with it, and I've had very moving conversations with the inmates that work in this program. And you can see, again, all of that at standingwithhope.com slash recycle. They're putting together a big shipment right now for us to ship over. We do this pretty regularly throughout the year as inventory rises, and they need it badly in Ghana. So please uh, go out to standingwithhope.com slash recycle and get the word out and help us do more. If you want to offset some of the shipping, you can always go to the giving page and be a part of what we're doing there. We're purchasing material in Ghana that they have to use that can't be recycled. We're shipping over stuff that can be, and we're doing all of this to lift others up and to Point them to Christ, and that's the whole purpose of everything that we do, and that is why Gracie and I continue to be Standing with Hope. Standingwithhope.com Take my hand